0: Dude, it has been a long time since I've been in this studio because winter's controlled chaos at its best, but the first, you weren't the first guest, were you?
1: No, I was the first guest, and then we scrapped the whole podcast (laughs) (laughs) because I think we went pretty rogue.
0: We got the one, the only, Ross Robinson, a.k.a. Roscoe. Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: that has been the question you know all winter are you <laughs> where are you, where, Ross? Are you? <clears throat> where the hell have you been
1: <laughs> i've been kind of all over the place it's been hectic we're running with our theme of not filming together actually yeah. we did we did in december yeah, was yeah. it wasn't like one-on-one yeah and then we had a we had a really mature phone call together and mm-hmm. we said hey dude we're both like all over the place. It's okay if it doesn't work out.
0: My number one concern was your feelings. I'm like, does he feel like he's getting enough from us?
1: I like to, uh, I like to give you a hard time, but no, it's I understand. Yeah.
0: So, so the elusive Roscoe webisode is still,
1: <laughs> still not done, <laughs> it's still out there somewhere.
0: But I'm not gonna give away too much. This fall, um, was it was a 90% shot. We're gonna do kind of a mini film like premiere with Ross in a little uh summer endeavor to ride snowmobiles. So you can piece that all together if you want. So I think you're finally gonna get your, your screen time coming oh, up.
1: Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, it be fun. Yep. But no, it's okay. It's, I'm not too worried about it. I got I got my own stuff going on. I'm all over the place and
0: Yeah, what the hell have you been doing this winter? I don't know. Been, You've been back on the YouTube grind quite a bit. Yeah, yeah.
1: We've been back on the YouTube grind trying to set a sustainable pace because I've set unsustainable paces before, and then I get burnt out, and then I... Me too. Yeah. So, we're trying to do sustainable. I've been pretty good. I mean, we've been in... We've been an episode... I haven't gone more than, like, eight days without an episode, so... Since I've been... I've been trying to... Yeah, I've been trying to go weekly, and then, you know, like, things just kind of just happen, and, like, all of a sudden, I got to go to Houston for four days for links, and this, and that, so...
0: Yeah, it's... I, I... Zero disrespect to anybody else in the industry outside of the guys that are, uh, you know, there's, there's guys like Sane, Caleb, Brandt, all those guys that are running businesses at the same time. Yeah. But like you, dude, are like grinding harder than I've seen from anybody, which is cool because you, yeah. but you found your corner, like you're a media guy and a slider and your OEM sponsor recognizes that and utilizes you for both and it keeps you damn
1: busy. It does. Yeah. And we're tr- I'm trying to get over the hump of, like, turning it into, like, a small media business where right. I have a little bit of help with stuff um, because that's what people sometimes don't realize is they're like, oh, yeah, like, I haven't seen drop a video. I'm like, well, I'm working on something that's not, yeah like, I'm not going to be able to show you yet. So, I don't know. It's just, like, you're trying to figure it out and yeah. put it all together. So.
0: It's been cool watching Find Your Lane, though. I know you went through a couple of years there of, like, scrounging and not really knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. And now. Finding a home that just kinda takes you for Ross and yeah. you kinda are able to have the freedom to do your thing and mm-hmm. yeah, it's been I'm still free, dude. It's,
1: yeah. It's been thanks. cool to see. Yeah, it's fun. So
0: it's been cool to see. But um yeah, you and I still don't ride snowmobiles together.
1: No, dude. <laughs> Snowmobiling together is not our thing. I feel but. like I
0: hang out with you like a lot more than most yeah. people, but we're never on snowmobiles. Yeah.
1: For sure. Um but no, it's good. I I just got back from I was in B C for Four or five days. That's like Carl Cooster's place. Nice. The place is unreal. A little vacation too this time. Yeah, up. a little vacation. I took my dad and some guys up there. I've been up there multiple times and then I showed them photos and they were like, We gotta go. Oh, they've never been. No, they'd never been to Coosters. Damn. No. Yeah. So I remember the first time I was there and it's you can't replace that. Dude. It's pretty rad place. It's so well run and just yeah. Unreal. We kill like killed it on snow. I haven't like I got some sick clips. So yeah. Did you ride right from
0: there or did you trailer. No, we
1: we trailer, but it's all short, yeah, really short. And um, you guys are spoiled. Yeah, it's they're truly spoiled up there. So
0: the whole West this winter though has been kind of firing off. Finally, last year was terrible, which was kind of why we had the lack of content. I mean, we had high pressure, no snow for like literally a month and a half. It was like f- I think it was like forty something days plus of like no snow across the majority of the West.
1: It makes it really hard to like go do. Have fun and do what you want to do.
0: Yeah. It's different if it was like I can deal with high pressure for a couple of weeks if there's a eight, nine, ten foot snowpack. But when we had like a four foot snowpack and no. it was blue sky every single day and you like need more snow it makes it a bummer. But this year now it's like storm cycle after storm cycle.
1: Yeah. Which has been sick. Yep. No, it's been it's been sick. I mean, we were up there this last week was so deep. Yeah. And I guess like I think it was almost a record-setting, like, two-week span they had in, up there. And, like, I, I saw Carl Kooster stuck. That was sick. That dude never gets <laughs> stuck. Dude, he rides around on a 174. Like, he it's so it. funny. The, and he's, like, very uh, calculated on how he does everything. So, he'll ride it. You get stuck. He rides in front of you, puts a 174 in reverse. I,
0: oh, yeah, continue. yeah. I, yeah I,
1: augers I down where most people would get be stuck. Yeah, And then he crawls out of it. And you just kick some snow on the front and then they just kind of burr, like crawl the sled out. It's like, uh, yeah, I never, I've never, i never seen it before. And I've seen a lot of people get stuck. So I hope Tate, my buddy, you know, Tate. Yeah.
0: And my girlfriend, Hannah, yesterday we were riding and she got buried in this weird spot and they were like watching me and I came up and I parked my sled next to hers and I put it in reverse and dug this trench down and they were like, whoa, I've never seen that one. And I go... I learned that from Carl Kooster like 6 years ago. Yeah. And that that you just brought that up as the first time I've heard anybody reference that and I happened to do that maneuver yesterday. yesterday. Dude. It's yeah. a good one. It it's is. like one of those Oh no shit. Never thought about that when you see it happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You have the biggest most powerful shovel yeah. under your feet and yeah. And yet you're going to use all
0: the manpower you can. Yeah. 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 But uh, um, Yeah, dude, it's a uh, it's finally a good winter in the west. I've probably filmed more pow days than I ever have honestly and um I, God, I just, <laughs> you and I still have not but no. we had the December days which was Powells yeah we got good
1: days there that was sick that was which fun. was
0: sick to see finally and know yep. people were stoked on that but I know you and I it's weird I it's actually kind of a product of our environment because you're grinding so hard in the winter months you and I aligned more in the summer mm-hmm. I mean historically you're obviously a snow athlete for yeah. on the pro team and then you end up in quite a bit of our moto stuff yeah. because Our schedules just allow that. Yeah, for sure. And I am stoked this year for riding bikes. Yeah, I am too.
1: I'm really looking forward to dirt stuff. Yeah.
0: If you guys are listening and you're in the area, Silver Mountain, Hard Enduro, we're going to be there not taking any names. No. (laughs) When is that?
1: It's June.
0: Is it like third week of June? 22nd,
1: 23rd.
0: Okay. So we'll be there. Then if you're really local, there's this little... <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> race in St Reed, not St. Reed, just St. Mary's, Idaho called Muddy Butt. And last year Ross and I raced it and had the time of our life. And I think we're gonna recruit like half of our snow team riders this year. It sounds yep. like her in to come race it again. It's gonna be fun. May 7th,
1: May 7th, Muddy butt. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fun. I think it's fun too, because it's not so like serious. I don't know No, it's far from We're so like so just there's
0: definitely guys in between
1: labs drinking beers. Yeah. It's very <laughs> casual. It's fun. It's a, I love it. So it's going to be a fun one for sure. But I'm looking forward to that as well. I mean, I've kind of, it was funny. I was talking to Bergmark about this cause he is Bergmark. Like yeah. the, he just like got a Red Bull deal and there's probably nobody else in the industry. That's, I mean, there's a couple guys, but dude, he is so crazy. Um, and I was talking to him about it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, if I go do flips and stuff, like it's not really going to like make me change who I am and I don't really have the like drive to. So like, I need, I'm going to go like this direction with the content and everything. Yeah. And he's just like, but for him, it's like, go do the biggest, craziest stuff. That's who he is. So I'm looking forward to doing like just a lot of other stuff yeah. as well.
0: You and I were talking about Andreas last night and, uh, he's just like a gentle giant, like a big teddy bear. If, if, there's not a ton of stuff of him like vlog style where people really know his personality because no. he's just a sender. Yeah. but Like off camera, that dude, I've like never seen him mad. Oh, he's so funny too. And he's, his attitude is like, yeah, I think I can do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then <laughs> just goes, sends like a, the biggest 270 flip you've ever seen and lands it to skis, not yeah. side panel or anything. No. And is so nonchalant about it
1: yeah it's really impressive dude is absolutely dialed he's dialed he's a different breed it's uh <laughs> dude him and his friends over there they're a different breed he's got a really really cool project uh, that he's working on that if I say more he'll punch me in the face mm-hmm. but it's uh it's gonna be a while but he's working on it right now it's it's big time
0: is that going to come out in the fall then type no, of thing or it's no? gonna be longer than that oh, i think sick.
1: some stuff might but it, it's gonna be a, a long process and it'll be cool um they called me to be on it five days before it and I'm like guys I would love to but also no I've known about it for like a year and then yeah so that was that's a kind of a bummer but um, it, it also was going to take away from my program too much because I Reg like Ross would disappear again yeah because I would just be doing that yeah,
0: that's so. where it gets tough to manage all that because you're obviously still got your personal media side you're trying to push and then yeah I mean I yeah I get it I get it all the time on my just as, as minimal as like my personal Instagram people are like you don't post sometimes for like a month straight. I'm like, yeah, it's because I'm grinding out content
1: for this the day job. Yeah. I've been and, edit I've been editing Jay and Blaine and by, yeah. their <laughs> profanities out of videos for the last four days.
0: <laughs> and by the time I go out to ride for myself, I don't want a thing to do with a camera. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm gonna go ride with my homies and we're just gonna ride to ride. Yeah. Which is some of the best days. I mean, yeah. Film days are awesome, don't get me wrong, but I love just riding to ride with like my pack 20 pounds lighter and burning a tank of fuel and not watching everybody else track it out. Not looking for the next shot and
1: mm-hmm. just riding. But yeah,
0: you know, we had a killer day locally here last week and it was kind of fun because it was for the first time in a long time, like a newer crew, some of our local ambassadors, and really their first time like truly filming for something for 509. And I, well the, the stars aligned the snow was incredible the zone we were in was awesome and the guys were a blast but i had like that feeling of the first time filming almost because of their energy they were so hyped on it that it made it like a walk in the park for me everything i'd look at they're like yeah let's hit that let's hit that i'm like sick and just like camera out in one spot for like 30 minutes straight just firing shot after shot after shot and it kind of not that it was dwindling but it sparked that again like that stoke level for that next generation is always a mystery like what is the next generation in the next five to ten years yeah because like some of these guys are gonna start phasing out i mean it's a reality at this point
1: oh, yeah with, dude i might phase out who knows <laughs> like
0: <laughs> with the career age family all of that yeah. stuff and yep. i'm like we're right on we're in like a fun time we're right on the cusp of kind of the new next new schoolers like working yep. their way in
1: yep yeah i think ryan mcconnell just texted me about that actually um he left me four paragraphs so i didn't read him i left them on red. um yeah no it is a crazy time i was thinking about that as well the like, the last young generation that is... I mean, we're, we're not the young kids anymore. Yeah. We're not young, but we're still, like, the youngest guys. It's, like, me, Jay, Caleb, Kyle. Like, they're, we're all kind of the same age. But then, like, what's the yeah. like the next 22, 21-year-old kids?
0: I think Caleb's the most recent guy to make a big yeah, stir Caleb was, in the Yeah, Caleb was
1: slow, and then he just went, like... He went yeah. f- big fast. I think he
0: was the most recent guy to put his name like in the history book and become a staple yeah but it's like there's gonna be another one yeah who yeah
1: Yeah. i think i think if anybody out there's listening and they want to be that person it's like now's the time now's the time and you gotta you gotta figure out how you're gonna make your mark media wise yeah because the hot boy edits that we all love so much of just like doing slow-mo clips yeah dude they're everywhere like you're not gonna like unless you're doing caleb Esque or like Bergmark esque things. Yeah, somebody needs to like mix something up and and I want to see their personality. Yeah, that's what's gonna
0: and he's gonna be nice to people, dude. Yeah, I saw one of our ambassadors the other day posted on his friends story, you know, like immediate friends a kind of private stories, yeah. this screenshot of a message he got from another fellow local sledder and the guy he's never met him never had interaction with him. And because he has some, like, ambassador deal and, like, has some small sponsors, he's a good rider, the, the guy that posted this. This local dude's, like, straight bullying him. Jeez. Like, calling him names. He's like, come ride with my crew and we'll show you how to actually ride. I bet you can't hang, like, swearing at him. Like, making fun of him for, like, his appearance. Like, I'm, I'm the, dude, do you want to talk about how to instantly get the out? Yeah. If this guy is, like, saying he's a good rider... And trying to push it and frustrating their sponsors. And then he goes and messages somebody he doesn't even know because he's, like, jealous they have a deal. To the point of, I mean, it was, like, middle school, high school bully, the way he typed out what he yeah. said. And I'm like, and then he posted that as private story, obviously, for whatever. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm on that so mm-hmm. I can view it. And it but it was kind of nice to know for me. I'm like, well, that guy's definitely never getting approved for anything. Yeah,
1: that dude, yeah. That's just a reflection on him more than anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. So don't do that. Don't, don't be do that, that guy.
0: guy. Hey, don't be mean. Like, just gosh, I don't know. I just, no. it's easy for people to f- phase out and dwindle off. I've seen a lot. They've gotten big deals, and all of a sudden, a year later, you're like, "Whatever happened to that dude?" Yeah. They just, I do not I don't, I, don't, I totally get it. If you got bigger opportunities, because obviously, the snow game is. If you don't, I mean, the reality is, if you don't really have an OEM deal in the future or something, it's tough to make it as your number one source of income or grind oh, yeah yeah and if you got a bigger opportunity in your day job that comes up and you can't fulfill whatever you have going on in snow so be
1: it but it's yeah it's understandable yeah. because it's like you got to really f- try to figure it out yeah yeah just being a like the sickest rider you got to be the sickest rider in the world yeah to do it
0: like, like you said andreas is one of the guys that can get away with not yeah Bird much Mark. personality yeah, yeah, on yeah. camera because he's like doing things that Every post is viral.
1: Yeah, he's got the he's got that viral in him. It's it's cool to watch. It's fun.
0: How the hell? I saw those guys. Oh god, was it Emil Arlene? Maybe a couple other guys the other day on their stories, just like in town in Sweden with like a foot and a half of snow. Did you see this? Probably just sending it like in Buddy's backyard. Yeah,
1: they're just like barrel rolling to to side panel, and
0: I could see where they had shoveled the snow for the jump. And the guy's standing on the ground, yeah. and then there's, like, this much snow next to him. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are built different. I love those guys. You're, like, so in a gravel pit, I think, yeah. and doing, like, 150-footers in the gravel pit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's so sick. It's, like, it reminds me of, like, old FMX days, like, minus the, like, heavy metal music and yeah. illegal activity. Like,
0: Glamis and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. And yep. And yep. Seth Enslow just, like.
1: Yeah, just out of control. <laughs> sending it to flat. Um, but speaking, dude, I have a really funny story to tell you. So he at Jay actually brought this up. We were, uh, I was with him a couple weeks ago and he reminded me that in, this was a long time ago. It was probably like 2016 or 15. I hit him up. I took a year off of BBA. I hit him up for a ski do contact and he left me on red wait jaded yeah 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 and this was like before jay and i were, were like good friends like yeah. we knew each other but we're not that well and i hit him up and he left me on red and he reminded me that he did that because i had like forgotten but i was like oh yeah
0: did he like apologize yeah, now he's like
1: he's like i'm sorry i'm like well you know it probably all worked out for the best you know and they're so funny it's
0: just been in the back of his mind for years <laughs> yeah, now he's just
1: like Eating at him? i can't believe i left ross on red on that thing <laughs> did he tell you that at the skinny thing yeah, yeah. and he was like t- we were, we were just talking to all of the like uh, BRP links, skido like marketing and everybody, and he was telling that story. It was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh.
0: Oh, Manaberry. Yep. Another guy that's just been in it forever and stayed pretty like relevant. Yeah. The Jay and Blaine show is rad to watch now. Yeah, it's it's rad. I'm there. stoked for them. They got something going and it's starting to grab some traction too.
1: Yeah, they're they're working on it. There. Here's my one gripe with that. If uh,
0: maybe you can. So I'm I'm all for all OEMs. Right all now. OEMs getting along, but uh BRP Jay and Blaine show, um, I coined that name. I started referring to it in our five oh nine webisodes originally the Jay and Blaine show is back. Yeah. So if this becomes a multi million dollar endeavor,
1: y- you want Royalties, some on royalties, that, royalties yeah. here. Yeah. You should just trademark that name right now. <laughs> it's probably not trademarked yet. <laughs> I only guys know Jay and Blaine aren't trademarking that. <laughs> Yeah,
0: it's weird. Five One Nine doesn't own it, but David McKinney solely owns you guys.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's so fun watching those guys try to figure it out um, on the media side because they they aren't they've never done it, and it's uh, it's so cool to watch. And they're getting it figured out, and they're really passionate about it, and it's. The phone calls I get are hilarious. I'm yeah. sure you've gotten a couple too. Oh,
0: yeah. Blaine, I had to, what did I walk him through? How to format a hard drive yeah. to work on a Mac.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I had to FaceTime him, walk him step by step. And of course, Blaine, he goes, oh, shit, man. You're like a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's yeah. like, this is calling in like the urgent care for computers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He's like, we're sitting in uh, we're sitting in Jay's shop and we're listening to music, getting ready to write. He's like, you should put this on the. Editor. I'm like, I can't. Like, it's we don't have the rights to this. And He's like, I own the rights to this song. <laughs> like, he just doesn't accept now. He's like, nah, this is fine.
0: <laughs> I've always I've looked into that a bit because Hoonigan does it really well. They like sample from like multi million dollar films, quick clips. Yeah, and I think there is some clause where like if it's under five seconds or something like that you can use it and same with music I think that's why a lot of trending sounds on Instagram and stuff are like 10 second clips only Mm. yeah that are from big artists yeah because I think there's a way to like I don't know there's some loophole in yeah
1: it I think that's correct yeah we need to look into that
0: who is like the king of it some of the first of all their editors must be incredible and pretty cultured in film and television and everything, just pop culture. Cause they'll like do some deep cuts on a ridiculous reference that somebody says in their video and cut to like some movie from the eighties. Yeah. I'm like, where did you find this clip yeah. too? Like, right. you got to dig through YouTube or do you just have the DVD and you <laughs> yeah, rip like it straight knows? off? Of-
1: yeah. To go find that clip and then get it is if you're a good editor, Oh dude, it's a, it's a world out there. For, for really a, good editors, like that, are good fast for like YouTube and stuff, it's
0: yeah, I'm gonna use this as a plug. Actually, guys, I need one bad, another one like Cam does a great job, but um, there's a lot of other stuff going on here. So, if you are even action sports savvy, is obviously a, a hit. Like, I know there's a lot of good guys that edit for mountain bike, ski, snowboard, everything. Um, shoot me a message because I need help. <laughs>
1: it's it's tough to find really good ones, especially guys that get it too. You got to like really want it and try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Know the um, know the culture. Oh,
0: Ross, yeah, actually, um, when you pulled up to my house, because I'm a huge fan of your truck setup in the summer. Yeah, your camper, you flap it everything. I first thing I did was look outside to see if you got a rear bumper. Finally,
1: no. Yo, if you want to build me a rear bumper, slide into my DMs, and you're good and you can build one fast.
0: <laughs> you, oh, you're in a hurry now? You've been driving <laughs> around like that for a year with no rear well, bumper.
1: Now I'm starting to get in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. I've been patient. And, um, yeah. So, trucks are a pro, a, a project. So. You,
0: what's your kind of goal there? You kind of like have crossed over in or crossed over in the summer like to like overlanding.
1: Yeah, it's a mad max. You're
0: you're a little little bit of your hipster, Roscoe, sled junkie mix is like overlapping big time now. Yeah, hipster sledder. Because like, in the summer, all of a sudden, you like have these deals with some of these like camping stuff yeah. and overlanding stuff. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to go, I'm trying to like, I want to go year round with stuff mm-hmm. and kind of, it's really hard to do because it's such a niche thing that we do, but I want to get into like more overlanding side by side moto, just like that whole world is really yeah. interesting to me. And I I enjoy it all. So um yeah, we built the truck, F three fifty, Carly suspension, uh Norwell flatbed, and then I have a four wheel campers pop top camper that goes on it. Mm-hmm. Then I put the truck bed on the flatbed. And uh yeah, it's kinda mad maxi right now. Um because everything part of it is like, dude stuff is so expensive. Yeah. So you neither you either gotta build it or pay for it and it's it's expensive. So kinda like working that direction. It's fun to to work on it and um yeah, but I haven't had a rear bumper because the that flatbed is from Australia, so they don't. How run. do they ship those here? They they I think they do like two or three sea cans a year. Jesus. they send over here. So I had I had that like whole thing on order for like ten months, and then yeah, it, yep. So it's cool. It's it's sweet. Once I get it dialed in, I have it'll it's super
0: be, light too, isn't it? Yeah, it's
1: light and the flatbed. Yeah. yeah, and then the so,
0: camper's all aluminum too, right? Yeah,
1: campers aluminum. The campers. Uh, thirteen hundred pounds. It doesn't seem right at all yeah. when you look at it. No, yeah, they to- and I totally dry and, right everything. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to, uh, I wanted to build the truck. I built the truck with the idea of like I want it to be a camper, but I want it to be a ninety mile an hour camper. Yeah. Like, so I can drive, just haul. Yeah. I don't want this like big behemoth swaying in the wind. Where every
0: going. road trip is extended by three hours. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. the worst. That's like the emotional roller coaster of a enclosed sled trailer right dude this is the best thing ever to get to the parking lot you got heat you got everything in there and then it snows or it's windy and you're going 60 miles an hour and an 80 and all of a sudden your drive is three hours longer and yeah mixed emotions on them yeah
1: i hate that so well what's funny is too is i was like i'm gonna build a bunch of stuff for the truck and then my dad Gave me the harsh reality. He just looks at me. He's like, "You ain't gonna build shit for that thing." He's like, "You're way too busy." So now I'm kind of battling that, but because I have the fab background, yeah, people don't know that, but I could I could build some stuff for it. I just got to do it. So we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, it's it's exciting. It's cool. So and it's like huge. I I people don't believe me, but I accidentally made it massive. Like yeah, it was like tall. It's like one thing after another, and it just started like f- crawling up and up, and now it's huge. I noticed when you're backing on my driveway, day, I'm like,
0: that thing is big like i have a two and a half inch carly kit on 37s in my truck yeah but yours is
1: like is that the three and a half well i'll tell you what happened (laughs) so (laughs) and people always say this like damn your flatbed is tall i'm like well yeah this is accidentally um part of it it's because i have a bunch of travel now so i added the full carly pin top kit yeah And I just leveled it at first, and then the truck sat nose high. Yep. Which it barely sat nose high. Unloaded. And before you look stupid with all that nice stuff. (laughs) Unloaded, it looked good. Yeah. And then I put the camper on it, and it sagged. And I loaded it, and it It would sag. So then I got Deaver full progression leafs in it that are rated for 1,800 to 2,000 pounds. So it's like with two sleds on it, it sits perfectly level and rides perfect. Um, But unloaded, it rides like bricks. But I either have sledge or a camper on it, so it's fine. Right. And then and then I, I'm like calling CJC Off-Road. Shout out to those guys. They hook it up a little bit. Um, and Carly. And I'm like, okay, I want to do the fully progressives, um, but I don't. And then I'll probably do like the Fox backcountry shocks on it. And they're like, well, here's the problem. The only shocks we have valved for those uh, Leafs are the King 2.5 big boys. And I'm like, jeez. <laughs> so there went like five grand. And then all of a sudden my truck is just like, they Don't really say it, it rate it lifts it, but it, it does b- bring it all up, so it is probably like three and a half inches taller yeah. now. It's a big rig, dude. It's huge, it's a unit, it's a huge. It
0: so. looks rad going down the road. It yeah. looks
1: so sick of a rear bumper on I it. know. Once <laughs> give me, hopefully, in a year, I have it like way better because I want to do a roof rack and all this stuff. I got to yeah. figure out how, how to haul snowboards. And yeah, yeah,
0: Cam was giving you a hard time too. I was, we were at the 2024 gear shoot a few weeks ago Oh gosh cam just out of the blue no context so roscoe just like love that frame of the truck or like what's going on there is he gonna get a rear bumper on that and i'm like zero context i'm like i mean i don't disagree
1: dude well i'll tell you this too i uh i was having issues i was in bc i was in revy and i'm driving and my like heater display just shuts off and the heat goes off the truck and my you know when you start like a new pickup the seat will like go forward or backwards yep, yeah and my seat goes and moves forward i'm like what the hell's going on and then my heater would come back on and then we go off and so i finally like get home and i get it figured out there's a plug back there that talks to the whole truck like it thinks it's in park mm. and moisture got in there because I don't have a bumper or anything covering it. Yeah. So now I have, like, these bags back there. Dielectric grease in it. Yeah, dielectric grease, like, wrapped up to try to keep moisture out of it. It is not pretty, to be honest, but it'll get there.
0: Yeah. It's fine. I've slowly got suckered into the truck thing. I mean, I would say I had a smaller-scale version of it, kind of like the budget setup. Yeah. Like, the two-and-a-half-inch commuter Carly kit and Fox shocks and... Thirty sevens on 18s and crew cab long box, so not really the budget version. Yeah. I said it out yeah. loud, but uh, and then I got the truck boss decking <laughs> it, all weather sealed, and I'm like, damn it! All of a sudden, I start hanging off Cam and watching all this stuff on YouTube, and now I'm like ordering like Overland shit, and I'm yeah. like, now I need the roof rack, and I'm like, oh, here's a super cool low profile mini rooftop tent, and I'm like, ah what about a summer adventure rig for bikes and leave the sled deck in all year? Cause I got the eight foot pullout tray to keep everything weather sealed. And then I'm ordering bike binders for the sled deck. And all of a sudden I'm getting a cooler that fits under the deck. And I'm like, yeah, I'm building a summer, uh moto specific sled deck camping yeah. setup now. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. You order one thing and you're like, well, because I ordered this means I'm going to do more of this, which right. means I now also need this and that and that. Yeah. And I'm just going to go rogue all summer.
1: Dude, it's fun. And we talked about, like, that industry is massive. You go to an Overland exp. like, I love to make fun of the Overlanders. And then, but I kind of am one now (laughs) as well. Like, because everything is, like, so, like, clean and crazy and cool and very, very expensive. But I went and I was like, I didn't realize how big of an industry it was. I was like, I need to hang out here more. This is cool. Let's do some stuff here. So And then you look
0: at us, our sleds are like zip tied together and yeah. we're throwing our wet gear in the back seat and Yeah. <laughs> not as refined.
1: Yeah. No, I have some I have some big I have some plans with that. It's gonna be fun, hopefully. So yeah, it's cool.
0: Um I would it'd be so fun to do I don't even know what it looks like in the future. Like on the summer side, almost like a mini film, like the Revzilla stuff we were watching last yeah. night. Where we take the trucks and whatever the adventure may be, it's it's some ridiculous checkpoints along the way and it'd just be so sick to have a chase vehicle a full media team and mm-hmm. we you could just be like the personalities and like host and then riders and everything and just having a chase team with us captured it all. I feel like that's the future, hopefully, for for us here at Five O Nine. And be able to be immersed more in the story and kind of direct a bit more. That's what I'd like to do a lot. Yeah. I love filming and everything, but I do love sometimes it's really hard for me to like, here's what I'm envisioning, and then getting the writers to do it or to intro it correctly or to word it right or to wrap it all together smoothly. And I kind of love to be like host style. It'll you know, be here for 10, whatever 10 plus years and kind of yeah, solidify yourself in the industry and kind of be like, hosting some stuff and pushing you guys and being able to give a little more backstory and who you guys are and not be doing it selfie vlog style. And I, know I really enjoy that because I love talking about you guys and I love pushing who you guys are. And it's one thing doing it vlog style, but if we had like a chase crew and everything and could like do a full production hour long mini movie of this 10 day road trip with bikes and trucks, like it'd be so fun.
1: Yeah. I agree. That's that's exactly where I want to go to yeah. As like because I'm not, I'm not that rider anymore. Really, at one point I was like, th- I was wanting to be, right. and like pro- I was probably was, um, but now I'm like, what's next for me? And that's what I really enjoy doing as well. Mm-hmm. Is like like hosting and showing and 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 I think our snowmobile industry can do better at this altogether. And I'll throw myself in there as well because I like to throw shots at people. Mm-hmm. Um, I started a fire with rimshaw (laughs) Yeah, I saw that dude I made one post and (laughs) they replied to it. Yeah, they replied to it because I think they got a hundred dms um but like we can champion our riders so much better and help tell these stories of like who the riders are where the sport is going And I think that's what mountain biking does really well snowboarding does it really well. So like let's like do that and these guys are amazing at their craft and are, are we're such a small community, but then if you go take somebody who's never ridden before, or maybe they've ridden a little bit and they haven't filmed that much. And then you show them, they see it in person. They're like, Holy cow. That was yeah. violent. Yeah. It was cool. In NBC, uh, Cooster's, uh, camera guy, like he, he does kind of freelance for them. Uh, Caleb's his name. Shout out Caleb. He came and rode with us for two days. And, uh, we were filming. We got a ton of sick clips. I'll show you a clip. And uh, my, my dad and his guys are with us. And they grew, wa- grew up. I grew up with them. And they've, like, watched me kind of progress. But they've never seen me filming in actually, like, in, gnar- your element. in my element, yeah. gnarly terrain. And I scoped out this, like, hipper That's pretty sick. And they were all just like, holy cow. Yeah. My dad's like, don't get hurt. And I'm like, I'm not worried about it at all, dad. I'm in my zone. Yeah, I'm like, this is chilly. He's like, all right. And then for them to see it was kind of special too. It was really cool. So um, I think we can kind of do a better job of like championing these guys and showing like what goes into it, you know. Um, Even like, you know, everybody's sled is specifically set up and all this stuff. So I hope that's the future. I agree. The biggest thing is the OEMs have it,
0: obviously. But for everybody else, the bummer in this industry is it all comes down to budget
1: budget which
0: is kind of funny it's like there's some of the most expensive machines out there like mountain bikes obviously are sometimes damn near the same price as snowmobiles but there's millions and millions of mountain bike guys out there so obviously millions and millions in sales and and more focus on the media side and at least you know all of us battle is getting budget approved and then getting somebody to get out there. We've talked about that before. That's a big problem. Yeah. Cause I always say, I'm like, there's a million camera guys that are better than me. I have no issue admitting that, but there's like 0.0001% that can efficiently ride a snowmobile to get out there. Yeah. And that makes it so hard for us to find freelance work. I mean, cam's a prime example, phenomenal shooter. Does a lot of the editing for us. Um, shoots a lot of still imagery and, and he does stuff for like motor trend and all kinds of stuff. He's done like Chevy commercials, but he struggles in the sled. Like he's trying to figure it out. Yeah, he's getting there, but yeah. to the point where, and there's nothing against him at all. He hasn't grown up on it to the point of where like, he's not really a contender right now for like a gnarly day of filming. And that makes it that much harder. That's why specifically I was talking on the summer side. It, it opens up the door a lot more. There's a lot of guys that can, ride dirt bikes and get around of cameras i mean there's a tenfold of options compared to the snow side yeah but i think that's like yeah if you're into the camera thing and you're a rider too like focus on both heavy yes figure out how to ride efficiently and that's the best part about it is really if you were to just do those two things really well there's a lot of job opportunity Tons. There's a shitload. There's just nobody combining them that putting the passion into both those things at a equal um, you know, amount of effort.
1: Yeah. And, and telling the story and so much so that I went and sh- rode with Jane Blaine in Wyoming. <clears throat> I looked at the forecast called those two knuckleheads and we had a powwow. and I was going to bring a filmer and I didn't bring a filmer because I knew I knew how deep and gnarly it was going to be. Yeah. And that was like the right call because it wouldn't. And I filmed it all. Yeah. And then we filmed each other and stuff and it, it turned out sick, but like yeah, just It wouldn't have been efficient. No, we would not have been able to get what we wanted to yeah. with uh without having a uh, there's like five guys you can you can bring into those days. So yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. I think seriously, just dude, more guys need to pick up a camera and learn how to ride really well. Yep. And there's a lot of job opportunities. There is. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys are like, Man, I don't know what to do in the snowmobile industry. How do I get involved? And like well, in this specific little corner, there's a ton of opportunity because everybody who's involved in it right now is like overworked because they're the only five, six, seven guys that can efficiently get places. Yes, but
1: yeah, yeah. You know. That's that's part of the reason why. That's why I'm like in the weird spot is I want to do both. Oh well, I want to be the rider, but I I don't want to be just strictly a filmer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of like a limbo limbo stage. You know, yeah. I'm
0: kind of like that, but with like. Want to be like we want to be host, yeah. not the writer, but S- storytellers, yeah, yeah, and push the guys around me and yeah, make it fun.
1: Yeah, hmm. It's it's uh, it's cool. Future, future's bright for some, for and young, I guys. are just
0: gonna leave 509 and <laughs> go start our own thing,
1: dude. I love it here.
0: We'll <laughs> just sell a few things, and yeah, a couple a little business loan, yeah. and <laughs> just
1: pray, <laughs> yeah. pray it works out, and then we just disappear forever because yeah. it fails miserably. <laughs> go to I was I, I was freezing in BC filming and stuff. I'm like, I'm going to move to Costa Rica. <laughs> this is bad. No, I uh, can't do that. No.
0: I still love snow even. You don't have you have days when you don't give a shit about snow. I don't think I've ever had a day where
1: Yeah, I'm like the I'm interesting because I love snowmobiling, but I love everything else as well. I talked about it a little bit I think on the last podcast, but <clears throat> guys are the diehard, diehard guys, I really respect those guys yeah. um, who live to ride sleds only. Um, but I like it all, man. It's just fun. I like I like pushing myself, being creative, and yeah. The creativity is the most fun for me, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I still love uh, nothing better than a Bluebird Pow Day. Oh, and my gosh. No obligations. Yeah. Just, just
1: ride to ride. Ride to ride. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it was cool. It's It's been sweet, though. So, I mean, I think, like... Uh, the Deegan thing was fun. Yeah. I really talked to you yeah. about that yet. Um, that was cool. Brian Deegan came out and rode with me, and it was cool to show him. That dude's so busy. I can't believe he came out.
0: I can't either. Watching that vlog, him kind of playing out his flights and everything and his schedule. Yeah. Insanity.
1: I can't believe he came out. It was yeah. crazy. He We got lucky with snow. And uh, I wish I had three days with him because I could have turned him into he could he could have been a rider yeah like he could have really figured it out and stuff but dude his kid's were, like winning supercross he's yeah. seventeen like
0: he his, podiumed in two fifty yeah two nights ago yeah last night what day is it it's uh, Monday Monday two days ago two days yeah. ago. <laughs>
1: podium Daytona Hayden Deegan shout out fourth race yeah you'll never see this but what what's up dog <laughs> <laughs> uh no it's it's cool and then yeah so he he flew from Florida. I meet him for dinner. Uh, We get dinner. It had snowed a foot. We missed it by a day. Yeah. Because the zone that I took him to is kind of small. And um, it's hard when I couldn't get him into the spots where I really wanted to, like, get him and his filmer. So we kind of, like, battled that a little bit. But still had a sick day. And, you know, he got to ride. and It's cool to – it reminds me of, like, how, how specialized sledding is. Yeah. Because it's, it's a steep learning curve.
0: I, I could still see it because I've watched Deegan forever growing up. I mean, I watched him on X Games from when he absolutely exploded his body at Winter X trying the 360 yeah. on bike and just destroying himself to the spiked uh, chest protectors, metal militia in the Coliseum in LA like, for X Games. I watched it all, and um, I could see right away. It's just like how... Like specifically, I think Jay Menaberry. I could put Jay in, on any snowmobile in any gear and I could pick his style out yes. of riding. Yep. I could see Deegan riding it like a dirt bike. His mannerisms, yes. I could see his body trying to manipulate it like he was on a bike, Yep. which worked a little bit. But I mean, that's just his muscle memory. is tuned from 30, 40 years of doing that. But yeah, I watched that video and some of those slow-mo clips, I was like, Dude, he's trying to ride it like a dirt bike, which is actually probably fighting him up quite a bit, but you're not going to break that habit of a day.
1: And when you only have a day with somebody, it's like, okay, we're going to give him some some basics and we're going to go have fun, but I'm not going to like, just like drill sergeant drill sergeant him. Yeah. Like he's here to just ride and then he let me rip. We got some sick clips. It was fun.
0: Yeah. He was ripping cars and stuff in the meadow. And which yeah. Yeah. He was getting his, he got his turn. takes down. guys sometimes a whole oh, year to figure out.
1: For sure. Yep, and it was cool. Like I put him on a turbo, so he got to feel like the power and stuff. As That's well. just a genuine athlete. Yeah,
0: like a, a full blown purebred athlete that can pretty much jump on anything. And saw the same thing with Spencer Wilton. Yes, um, Yeah. Spenny. He's, Spenny Wilt. You guys don't know he's like top ten in U.S. Hard Enduro, and he's Canadian guy. Just a phenomenal rider on a moto, and super techie. Not really rocks everything. Um, Yeah, runs pro class and races against, like, Tristan Hart, Keith Curtis, Colton Haker, all the top dogs. And we got him on a snow bike for the first time in, like, January, he struggled. And then we got him on a better bike set up in BC, like, a month or so ago. And, like, day two or three, he's, like, doing, like, 30-foot drops down waterfalls on this bike. Yeah.
1: His his vlog and stuff was sick. Yeah, yep.
0: uh, just mind-blowing that he figured it out. Mm-hmm. But then the craziest part was, when I was with him in January, put him on a sled for a little bit, and he literally couldn't go down the pack two track to get into the mountain. Like He was going to tree wells, he was trying to get on the edge, and like initiating too soon, and giving it gas, and the sled would go this way, and he'd go that way, like tipping over in the meadow. He went and stuck out on day after and did Turcot's Clinic, and was, like, damn near doing reentries by the end of the day. And, like, I watched the clip he sent me and slowed it down. Just his his legs and his body position and everything and his recovery looked like a sledder. has been doing it for years. Like, just figured it out. But those, like, highly trained, tuned-in athletes like that, it's incredible the different disciplines you can stick them in. Give them 24, 48 hours, and they'll figure it out enough to efficiently get around. Yeah. That was one of the first times I've been like genuinely mind blown by somebody like how fast he figured out the sled.
1: He's doing he's doing it he's doing it right right now he's doing good shout out to him, um you guys should follow him, and uh put his handle yeah I don't know I can't remember I it's Spencer, Spencer Wilton, Wilton 17. seventeen
0: Spencer with an two s's
1: yeah he's grinding the vlog he's doing his 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 stuff and uh, um it's funny that day the first day he rode sleds he texted me and he's like, you guys are insane. Like what the hell? Like, yeah. And I'm like, shut up Spencer. Like i S I've seen you ride a bike. Like you're the, ma- you're the madman." Like, yeah. yeah, it's, it was cool to receive some gas from him because he's a gangster on a bike.
0: We were saying the same thing. I'm like, he's like mind blowing me doing like aired out bow ties. <laughs> I'm like, don't talk to us about this. like, then he posts a clip on Instagram, of him like splattering this rock riding into a wheelie and then like nose wheeling down the rock. I'm like, not one bit of that makes sense to me at all. I'm like, I will literally splatter into that rock, like crash. Yeah. But that's about it.
1: Yeah, it just—it's it's so funny. It's—it's it's cool to watch all that. It's natural selection today.
0: I know in Revy.
1: I know. I avoided Revy because of it.
0: I'm excited to watch that because it looks like it is proper right Dude, now. Dude, it's
1: it's gonna be firing.
0: Yeah, it's that's probably my favorite thing to watch outside of anything motorsports related
1: yeah those guys are sick shout out to ben ferguson and jared elson two yeah. bet two ben boys are in it
0: i wonder how many other people natural selection first of all is like a. is it just snowboard right now do they yep. they don't cross it,
1: it's snowboard only um it's not, corbett's that they do both in. Yeah, yeah yeah and that's a different organization yeah natural selection t rice yeah t rice is uh, started it or is involved in it? I don't really know exactly, but they also just that whole conglomerate now took on Rampage.
0: Oh, sick! Yeah,
1: so, so like, so like Rampage is like, and Natural Selection is all kind of one big like thing. Yeah, now Natural
0: Selection is like this backcountry free ride snowboard competition where they go to different resorts around the world, I think, or U.S. and Canada for sure, yeah. North
1: America. It's been evolving a uh, lot. Like the last few years, there's been multiple stops. Um, This year they did a little bit different thing, which was sick. Like the the format is really cool where they put people head-to-head and The only bummer side is it's not like you could get the high, you could get the second this happened last year Gabe Ferguson got the second highest score of the day and didn't make it out of the first round Because he went against sage and sage got the highest score of the day in the first round So sage won the whole thing and Gabe got eliminated first round Damn. which sucks, but it's like this bracketed head to head makes
0: for good competition. It
1: does make for good competition. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's sick. I mean, I, I wonder how many people that's, that's the other thing that kind of expands your outlook on what's possible for action sports in general is watching other sports. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know a ton of sledders that like pay attention to the ski world, snowboard world, mountain bike world, etc., And, I try to stay – I'm, like, super tuned in still to skateboarding. Oh, yeah. And in the winter months, I'm, like, a seasonal fanboy. Like, I'll pay attention to natural selection and stuff like that. And other than that, like, I'm not really following a ton of the guys on social. But it's still, like, on my radar that, ooh, I got to have this on my monitor in the office today and, like, watch natural selection. And just kind of – I don't know. It's just interesting seeing what those other industries are doing because we're still sharing the same terrain. And how they're formatting to do these events, whatever it may be, and the creativity—like it's cool to just kind of let your brain, you know, soak in that industry and see what you can implement in the snow world or the sled world. Mm -hmm.
1: We were, oh, you weren't there, but we—I was talking to Dan Adams about it, and I—I watch, I probably watch more mountain biking and snowboarding stuff than I do actual sled stuff mostly for inspiration. And there's like how creative they've yeah. become over there. Um, and I was, I'm pretty sure with natural selection, Travis told me that they have like this, like, cause it's live streamed. So they have this, like
0: the logistics are not, about yeah,
1: they have like a thing built out. That's all their like live streaming cameras and everything that's built into like a box and they heli it out to oh, the top sick. of the location, like, and drop it off. And that's then some budget. Yes. That is some stuff. And we are like, we're always like, we should do that sledding. And then I'm like, dude, we aren't even close to pulling that <laughs> off. Are you guys kidding me? Like, like, dude, it's big.
0: I just need to find a guy that can hold a camera to ride so <laughs> yeah. <man>.
1: yeah. There's <laughs> five filmers in the whole sled industry.
0: Versus they just skip the sled ride and held you up there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Dude, it's so sick. Uh, it's cool to watch. <laughs> yeah. The overlap is
0: sick. I Probably not many people know, but like Dan Adams... Travis Rice is one of the gnarliest backcountry snowboarders of our generation. I put out some of the coolest films ever. The Fourth Phase, um, I still watch that.
1: Yep, Art of Flight, Art of
0: Flight, Fourth Phase, like amazing stuff. Dan Adams was like the soul Dan Adams, Next Level Riding Clinics. Dan was Travis's snowboard coach. Yeah, insane, insane. And now look where Travis's career is gone. Look where Dan's career is gone. Like just both two driven dudes in. Totally different disciplines, but, you know, sharing, like-minded, backcountry, etc. But I bet if you would have asked Dan that 20 years ago, that, hey, you think this guy's going to run, like, one of the biggest backcountry events in the world and put out some of the, pro- actually not some of the most well-known backcountry films ever. Ever. Next to, like, Warren Miller.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We talked about it last time I was on, that the the art of flight changed everything mm-hmm. from, in action sports. I think... It, it it pivoted a lot of things to what was like, awesome. just the way they shot that like cinematically is really cool. Yeah. So
0: I'm going to have to go on a movie. Well, movies
1: bender tonight. Yeah. Watch, watch some stuff. And yeah, it's, it's, it's so sick to watch all that and see the, just the level of how they do it and how they pull it off. And cause so much goes into it.
0: Yeah. Like the, the this totally kind of, Going way too in depth on that. But <laughs> when they, in fourth phase, I think, where they tried to go to, like, Russia or something, and they landed the heli, and the helis, the agents there, the border guys, said, like, no, you can't come in. Yeah. Because of something to do with visas or some, uh, something like that. But, yeah. like, that was, like, a $30,000 mess up, probably, yes. for that film. Yes. In this huge military chopper, this old ex-military chopper. Yeah. Like, you could fit, like, 40 people in that thing. Like, not a cheap thing to fly. And, nope, it's it's a sham. You're they're,
1: done. They're like, in, they're, like, in between Japan and Russia. Like, they don't, like... No man's land. Just, kinda. like, this, like, mountain in the middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. and it gets shut down. I'm like, dude, that is some next-level stuff. Yeah. To even think about doing that and then put that in the film and that becomes a whole story
1: piece in itself. And yes. it's literally just, like, money being burned up when you're watching it. Yes. Do you think there's going to be... Do you think there's... There's a resurgence in action sports films. Like right now, like is there potential? And if you're watching on YouTube, let us know in the comments. Cause I'm, I'm, I think there is for well done films. Like it's almost time to start bringing some longer format stuff back. Yeah. I don't know if it's ready in the snowmobile world, but I see it in other industries where like these story films are, are making a resurgence.
0: Yeah specifically action sports which i'm super pumped on i'm seeing from tiktok instagram all this stuff i'm starting to see glimpses of the early 2000s almost like i'm really specifically i'm seeing like punk rock and metal stuff surfacing more than i ever have kind of the og crusty demon style stuff i'm seeing it like big YouTubers like I saw buttery post a clip that was like with Lamb of God in it and not some pop punk MGK stuff like I'm starting to see some of the old school days coming back now like McNulty's always been about it I'm seeing stuff in like Turcotte's posts and all this and like a little glimpse of like oh are we gonna kind of go full circle here and go back to the old school days of just shredding and And yeah, that I know it's not really a film side, but I'm seeing that happen a lot specifically, like An ode to the, to the OGs. Yes. Yeah. So, but maybe, I mean, that might play hand in hand, obviously in this different discipline of skiing, snowboarding, whatever mountain biking. Yeah. The film side's kind of catching on, but also in our little discipline, it's kind of the nostalgic value of the original days are kicking back in. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm just noticing, I'm hearing that and seeing that more. Yes.
1: Yeah. I know they just did, uh, They just did (laughs) fleeting time, and they it's on Red Bull TV, and it's a snowboard film, but it's like an ode to those films. Yeah, and it's very ride like riding driven. Um, it's really cool. It's not like this. I don't know. It's just something different, a little bit.
0: Oh, that's what it was. Um, I got a sneak. So Jay Schweitzer, you know him at all? I don't think so. So he shot like um the on the pipe series. Yes, all of that stuff he's done. All kinds of big stuff. I mean. just flying shot overs with reds he's done stuff with that lambo that's got the shot over mounted on it and all that like big high dollar shoots um he has a new film coming out i got the sneak preview of it with colby raha oh yeah called narnia and i got to watch the film like a month or so ago it i mean it's next level it's like what moto's needed there a lot of colby's clips that he's been posting over the last year were like filmed like 2 years ago almost And then now I saw the film, I'm like, oh, these all tie together Mm. and tell this story. But that whole film was like Pennywise, no effects, like uh, Slayer, everything. But with a huge, huge cinematic value put into it too. Like just proper stuff. Like I said, helis and everything and like high grade footage. And it's the first time I've seen like a modern kind of moto film and everything mixed with the cinematic value and like the OG music. And I was like, this feels like the, the resurgence to me. Like, I'm like, this is, I was fired up when that was over. And I'm like looking at the song credits. I'm like, this is sick.
1: Those two, those two worlds like coming together finally. Yeah. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. I've been wanting to talk with Brandon Steinecourt. Um, he's a drummer of band Rancid, which is legendary punk band. And, he was good friends with like Ken block and heavily involved in action sports. <coughs> and I've been chatting with him. Like I'm going to get him on the pod here eventually. And I don't want to talk to him about music a ton. Cause that's his profession. I mean, he's, he started the band The used like that was his band. Mm-hmm. And then he drummer for rancid, but I'm genuinely curious. Cause like music is its own thing, its own world, its own network of people how aware he is like on how how many fans and everything are from action sports from their music. Like it just got lumped into that. Obviously it kind of came from skateboarding like skater punk but like the moto side everything like I it's interesting how those guys take interest in action sports because not even by their choice their music ends up associated with it and how much that's influenced them or how aware they are of that. It'd just be an interesting topic. You yeah, know? It'd, how, it'd
1: be a really good, uh, it's a really good question.
0: Yeah, like, your music is heavily associated with this, whether you try to or not. Like, how aware are you, of how big of an impact that's had? Because now he, like, goes to Nitro Circus stuff and, like, knows Pastrana, and he knows all these people in action sports just because the music they make mm-hmm. has been accepted by that community.
1: Yeah, it's what It's is, cool how that just happens. Yeah, it, it has all come together and, like, drives that, that as well. It's funny. I have, um, I get a lot of comments on like music when I do my stuff because guys, I, f- I think the joke is always like, do you spend more time editing a video or looking for the music for the oh, video? Yeah, definitely yeah. that one. Yeah, I, it's crazy because you, especially we we deal with this. Um, for those who aren't like creators and don't know this, we ha- we like use certain websites where we're allowed to use the music without getting copyright strikes. It's this whole thing. And there's so much music out there that is just so corporate and just like, it can just kill a video. It feels <laughs> so bad. So you just dig and dig and dig and look for something cool. And, and then, uh, but like, I guess kind of my point is, is I got a lot of those comments. I made a playlist on Spotify. It has 2000 saves. Yeah. Yeah. Because of like, people want to know like, well, what, what kind of music do you, are you listening to or you like? Because I feel like I've done a pretty good job curating that. And it's, it's cool to see that people are interested in that just as much as, like, the writing. Yeah. Um. So.
0: Yeah, it makes or break it, for sure. I have one called McKinney Cuts yeah. on Spotify. Yeah. And that has like, over 100. And I think
1: I, I think I have it saved, yeah.
0: It's, like, 150 songs, but it's all over the board from, like, I think there's, like, Zach Bryan in there. Yeah. There, like, might be a Frank Sinatra song, yeah. and then there's Metallica and No It's, like, such a hodgepodge of music. But, yeah, people are interested in that stuff because... Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of like your hype, your hype track to get you ready for the day or sledding or whatever. And you know, yeah. music is interesting. I always said if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably find something to do in the music industry. Yeah. Whether it's like tour recaps or or something like that, because I love the behind the scenes of what goes into a live show, from the sound check to like the band, the logistics of moving all of this shit across the country every single night. Mm-hmm. And those guys are like true professionals. I I get burnt out if I'm on the road for like 12 days and I start thinking about musicians that have been touring for 60 days straight. Yeah. Like you guys are a different breed.
1: It's insane. I have, I have a friend, Jack body. He's a editor and he does a lot of of music stuff like edits for music. And he, he goes to uh, festivals and he has to, they shoot the, a lot of these festivals, they shoot the stuff until like midnight and then he has to have uh, edits for social out by like 6 a.m. the next day. Yeah. So he gets like all this footage and then they work all night to get it edited out. And then they drop like stuff the next day. But I and and like I had this conversation with a couple other friends. I think music is the most powerful medium we have in the fact that it can take visuals to an, another mm-hmm. level. Like like that whole sound design and everything. And it's it's super powerful on yeah. how. Because you could put, you could put a, you could put a hip hop song, you could put a rock song, dude. You could put classical music to the same clip and get all of these different feelings from it. Yeah, it's really, it's so fun.
0: Yeah, did you, you know, have you seen that when we were young festival in Vegas? I don't think so. It's like every person you ever had in your iPod shuffle in, in middle school. Oh, dude, it was like I, Paramore, Yellow Card, My Chemical Romance. Um, it, it was like forty bands. And I was following their social through it because, A, it sounded awesome and, like, just the biggest throwback of your life. But, dude, the content they were putting out, like, they'd be like, okay, um, whatever. Just say Weezer's playing at 1 o'clock on this stage. Like, 2 o'clock, they put out the most banger Instagram reel you've ever seen. Like, I mean, somebody's editing it while they're still performing. And they put out, like, 20 a day of, like, FPV drone clips to like, GoPros mounted on the lead guitarist like guitar, and I'm like somebody's running out there getting this footage. It was insanity. The media team behind it, I mean, you guys are killing it. Killing. But I, I saw that too live in Action Sports when I went to the Oregon Trail Rally with oh yeah Block yeah, and yeah. Our, our whole team. Um, we were like it was a cool day. Ken Butch there, his his like, lead technician, shop manager, kind of gave us a full experience of watching the race, you know, like got to hang out in their, uh, in their pit area and eat lunch and everything with them and hang out with the family and everything. And uh, I was watching their media guys. They had this little separate tent and they would be two like camera guys. that would come back in a car. They'd literally hand these dudes sitting there with their Mac set up in this tent, memory cards. They'd give them fresh cards. they would get in the car and go back out there And then I'd like refresh social and there's like six posts from that day throughout different hours of the day of different courses or different points of the rally course that they were like making content while the race was happening. I'm like, dude, you guys are just like media
1: machines. The efficiency on it. They're also racing.
0: Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Like Ken has an edit coming out while he's still actively in (laughs) the car. car. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: YouTube videos live, just (laughs) drifting.
0: That is a next level. The jealousy I had on that.
1: Yeah, it's it's cool. I think what kind of breaks my heart the most when I it, when I'm involved in projects is a I don't like being involved and then not seeing anything for six months. Yeah, that sucks. Um, because we all want to see it immediately, and um, and then also when you do a bunch of stuff, because I'm like, uh, it when I started doing stuff, I and I had this conversation with Ybar. I'm like the freaking. I will just dig and pull like you'd be like that shots garbage and I'll find a moment in it to like splice in somewhere. I love like going through all that because when you don't have a lot to work with, like I got to figure it out. There's stuff in here. Um, So it's cool when there's like those that is happening. Yeah, they're just like ripping footage.
0: It's next level stuff. It's brings me internal pain also.
1: Yeah. When you (laughs) when you don't see stuff and um, but that's kind of we do it a lot in the sled world where. We shoot a lot of stuff, and then no, it, we used to do it. We're doing it better now where you're seeing stuff in real time. Yeah. yeah.
0: I want to put together, like, a mixtape thing of all the f- unused footage. Yeah. We have so much. So like terabytes much. of footage that's never been used. Just the time going through it. Yeah. I mean, it's a co- time commitment, and it's never ending here. It's just constant go, 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 something new. And that's, like, a month straight commitment of, like, Hey, I can't come to any meetings for the next month. I can't go anywhere for the next month. Yeah. I need to sit here, and go through these twelve hard drives to put together this like throwback thirty minute video. Yeah, but someday for sure, I'd love to do it because we could do like a whole little series on that. I, I don't know. People are at the point now where I think they like the throwback stuff a lot.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I I I want to do, I want to do stuff. I want to do a video talking about certain photos and shots. Yeah, because they all have stories. Like. Like, there's some stuff from December with, like, Bergmark and I um, for Lynx specifically. It's like, th- like, that shot, we were up at 4 a.m. Right. Like, the whole story just to get to this shot is crazy.
0: Yeah, and yeah. for somebody to maybe buffer through to the point all they want to see is, oh, I just wanted to hear about the new trail slide or something, yes. you know, and you're mm-hmm. like, no, 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 please watch all of it. Cause yes. you don't know what I put in. Into- no, we don't, Yeah.
1: You don't know what went into that shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like to like, wow, that's a cool photo. I'm like, oh, there's a 400 foot cliff on the left side <laughs> and like about broke my hand. And- we
0: waited for 25 minutes for this little hole of sun to come through. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everybody sat there freezing for this one moment in time. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the, the hill climb boys, they have, um, you'll hear them on the starting line and the snow cross sleds have it too. They have like a... and I like the hot start. Yeah, they have the hot start. And I'm like, dude, I need on my backcountry sled because you're like waiting for sun. You're like, okay, ready? And then you get the call. Sun, go, 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 go. And you're like, your sled's cold. It says
0: 72 degrees in your sled. Yeah. You kick like wide open. Bop, bop. Yeah, you're yeah.
1: trying to get it to go and build heat. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I think lastly... I, I want to just start a petition to quit using trending sounds everywhere. Yes. Because creativity is dead because of it. So bad. I have seen so many awesome clips, like amazing color grading, everything to the same song as 400 other videos. And it's like ruins it for me. It does. Like I, I know where the drops coming or the big reveal shot that's going to the build up to it because everybody cuts it the same way. Oh, it's just, I don't know. It just feels like a predictable time in, in media. Like yes. You hear this video and you already know, like, what the theme is going to be, how this is going to play out. And everybody's doing it just because it's getting them likes and follows and comments. But I'm like, somebody's got to start breaking the the mold there.
1: Right. It's a, it's a big numbers race out there. Yeah. and We're uh, guilty of We're all guilty oh, of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. I personally, I don't think I've ever done it in my personal one. I pride myself in that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you... <laughs> do good. But for sure on five i I'll like edit reels and stuff to some trending sounds. And it's just, you got to stay relevant, unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you want, if you want numbers. And, um, I think about that a lot of like, okay, is this going to go? Like, is it going to, what are the numbers going to be on it? Because for a lot of us, especially the OEM guys, they, they are looking at numbers, um, internally. So they want to know, they want to see numbers, but Like that you can get numbers without making quality content in my opinion and I don't like that Um, but it's it is what it is right now. So
0: cell phone clip to a trending song when you click the song it says 1.2 other million videos that are using this sound. Yeah
1: And it gets a million views and I just like close my laptop for the day and go to the bar (laughs) (laughs) I'm like i'm done dude. This is stupid (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's but it's what it it's, it is what it is. It's uh,
0: but if we all stop doing it,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I
0: mean that sounds like most of the problems in the world. Yeah, but
1: everybody stop doing this. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, everybody just change your ways, and we'll have world peace. Yes, and good content.
1: Yeah, and it's also trying to predict what people want to see because the I don't even really know what the age demo is anymore in the snowmobile industry. Um, I know like we've talked a lot about what has inspired us growing up and I wonder now like okay who is actually like consuming and following my content
0: yeah
1: Um, I think like a really big theory that I have is if you win especially sledding because they're so expensive they're $25,000 for like a the built-out turbo from the factory right which is really cool because we used to not have mod sleds that would do that yeah like a mod sled for 25 grand was crazy and now you can buy that off the showroom, and they're better than the mod sleds we used yeah,
0: to. Yeah, twenty five grand mod sled, and it might work. Yes, some days, like,
1: like it bogs on a Wednesday. Yeah, yes, and now it, you just go buy those. But I like the theory is is if you win the house, if you win the kid, you win the household. Mm-hmm. So like the eleven year old kid's like, Dad, Dad, look at this, look at this, look at this, and the dad's all of a sudden like, Whoa, what's that sled? Like maybe I need that. Right. You know. So I don't know. That's kind of, like, what I like to do sometimes. I mean, it's the same with, yeah, gear.
0: Yeah. All of a sudden, the kid gets a 509 jacket that maybe he even won in a giveaway. Yeah. And they're, like, super stoked on it. He loves it. And then dad's, like, going on the website. And all of a sudden, his wife sees that we have a women's line out. And it's that domino effect.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah. And just making uh, content that you want to make for you. Yeah, You know, so.
0: And maybe some of you guys are listening to this podcast, you're like, Damn, you guys just rambled about I, I, maybe nothing in your eyes, but uh, hopefully you're stoked that it's it's associated with five hundred nine, <laughs> dude. We made
1: this podcast. we were talking about stuff we want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's that's just that's all, the whole point. Two yeah. homies
0: just hanging out, hatching things yeah. out, and solving problems.
1: Yeah, yeah. The uh, the on on the kind of like the content thing is because I read most of my comments I get on YouTube and stuff. <clears throat> But some videos anymore are just, like, I'm making them for me. Mm -hmm. Like, eventually, like, it's kind of a cool, like, storybook to look back on. Right. Uh, Because this is the first time in history when, before, the only thing you saw of, like, your grandparents were photos of them. Or
0: film that you had, and you had to get a projector and everything to even view it. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think uh, now, in the future, like, our grandkids would be able to be, like, Oh, look, this was grandpa when he yeah. was 20. He's upside down
0: on He's, a snowmobile. Okay. Oh. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like the first like Roscoe vlogs of BBA, they're all still there and you can go watch them. and you Headband can and all. headbanding and yeah, Kyle f- trying to learn how to TIG weld and yeah. all that stuff. So it's it's more of, there's that side of it That's well. going
0: to be fun. We need to do that in like 40 years. Yes. Get the 509 team together. Everybody's coming in with walkers, and because we're all broken, yeah. And yep. we get to just view our first videos ever. Yes, and yep. that's it's like a big premiere event. It's like the veterans are coming in for their premiere.
1: It it, it will be fun too to look uh, to and then have the young guns, like yeah. you know in in twenty Back in my day. Yeah, in, in twenty years, <laughs> I'm gonna be the old guy in the industry, and they're gonna be like. Whoa! Like we'll just be talking about the stuff that they're doing and what they're riding. And <laughs>
0: back in my day, yeah, I had to go to the airport to get fuel for my snowmobile <laughs> to run this turbo. And be like, what?
1: Yeah, those days are over. Like we don't really do that anymore. Remember, it's like, is there an airport around here? <laughs> 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 we gotta go get aviation
0: Abbas. grade fuel yeah. for my snowmobile. <laughs>
1: Uh, Do you have any avgas? Nah, (laughs) all right, let's go to the airport. We're going to get some avgas. You got to like enter the code. (laughs) Yeah, like
0: cross the runway. You're you're like, you might be on a no fly list. You don't know.
1: Yeah. Entering codes. Yeah, you're on a live runway trying to buy fuel. Entering tail numbers. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't entered a tail number at a private airport (laughs) to get fuel, you haven't lived.
0: And then I go to different ones uh, and then might be saved in the system (laughs) because they'd have the same like whatever the same. They all share the same uh, third party system for it and it'd be like new tail number or this one i n n n n i'm like oh that's me just like five n's in a row yep
1: <laughs> i remember early bba days we would go to the airport me insane. and we would we'd bring a 55 gallon drum and yeah. we'd go fill it with avgas to run our our mods yeah yeah
0: there's a clip in that old slednecks of them talking about how expensive for just one day of snowmobiling and this was like in 2009 maybe and it was avgas and it was like Two seventy five a gallon, and they were talking about how expensive it was because fuel at that time was like a dollar a gallon or something like that yeah. for like ninety one, and they're like all oh, that just for one day of snowmobile. And I'm like, oh, I wish you can't even get ninety one non ethanol for two seventy five now. No, they're paying that for avgas. Yeah, fifteen years ago.
1: Yes, yeah, it's crazy how all that's changed a little bit. We're not quite building the crazy stuff we used to. It's still out there, but it's not nearly what it was. Yeah, Um, this year is this year at Jackson's going to be cool for the on the vintage side um, And it's kind of out now that they're doing it, but it's 20 for ski to it's 20 years of rev Right. So the rev to the first revs are now You can vintage. race in the vintage class at Jackson yeah. So like all of a sudden in the next few years like vintage is going to be crazy competitive Yeah, and guys are just like so jay and blaine they're building a, a, a Vintage Rev. Uh, Carl and Steve, Steve Martin are building a Vintage Rev. Carl's building some other stuff, too, <laughs> that I saw up there. Dude, he's insane. He's, like, milling cases and stuff. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's just, like, it's for, like, guys like that, they're, like, back in their heyday. They're, like, that's when they were, like, the king. Full-blown mods. Full-blown mods. So those guys are going to be racing that. I heard some other guys might show up with some mods. Yeah. Um, we'll see. But it's going to be cool to see that. Come full circle. Imagine
0: like twenty years from now, you can run like a, a boosted Gen Five and like a Matrix head yeah, to head in the vintage in the class. vintage class.
1: <laughs> Who's gonna be racing? What I mean, I can't even imagine what they're gonna be racing then. Right? Yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see what happens there. I think. I hope. uh I hope. Like all that stuff with like Grimshaw, I mentioned it earlier. How I like started a, a fire. Mm-hmm. Like, there's such a big opportunity there, um for. Because those guys are gnarly athletes, and and I th-
0: it's so fun to watch. If you go, It's so fun to watch. No, like, yeah, it's the freedom of how the viewing on it. Like you can get the best seat in the house at any race. You just go to the top and start walking up the side, and it's not like you're confined to sit in the bottom in binoculars. Like it's pretty rad for spectators. Yes,
1: and it's still pretty cowboy too. Yeah. So if they can figure out how to make it like enter the modern era of yeah. that sport, it's so fun to watch. And those guys are painfully fast, painfully competitive. Everybody's like, people are like, you should race Jackson. I'm like, I'm not racing Jackson. Look at those guys. Yeah. I mean, those guys pu- pour their heart and soul into it. Yeah, I'm,
0: screw that. If uh, you guys are going to Jackson, though, Roscoe and I will be there. Not racing, for sure. Not racing. Definitely not racing. But uh, we'll be there hanging out and probably shit-talking our buddies on the hill. Yeah, doing some some vloggy stuff and enjoying Jackson for Jackson without totally a snowmobile.
1: Yeah. And I I came to the realization my argument on why I won't race it now is because if I don't race, they'll never know what I could have done. Mm. So then I can always talk trash to all my friends. Yeah, you can do the same, right? Yeah. The second you actually sign up and get like 20th. Then you have no room to talk (laughs) like I've never raced. So you never know what I could have done. I could
0: spank you. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, definitely not. But definitely right not. now I can say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me ride that thing until I um, eat it off the starting line. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was with with Cooster up there. He rode with us, which was cool for a day. He doesn't guide as nearly as much. And he went with us one day and he's on a 175 and he climbed this hill. I'm on my 54 turbo and I'm like, Carl, give me that thing. Let me show you how to ride it. because <laughs> like my sled's not going up that today. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's yeah. on an absolute tractor.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. He, I wrote it for a second, and I was like, "Oh, this makes sense." Yeah, it's efficient.
0: Yeah. Right on, buddy. Well, it was nice catching up finally. Yeah, it was fun. I feel like uh, we should do this more often. We should. We got yeah, we got Jackson coming up. Ross and I'll be there along with quite a few other of our misfit friends. Yeah. Um. That is the twenty weekend of the twenty fifth of March, then. Yeah, that's kind of like the, the wrap of the season. I always feel like things start. Then it's like kind of April's like fun, free riding for yourself and enjoying being outdoors. But
1: yeah, yeah, April, uh, the like people start losing interest a little bit, so it just becomes a little bit more like. uh,
0: We'll start riding dirt bikes in April, probably. Yeah, it's like dual sports season. I love April. Still good snow in the mountains, valley bottoms. You can go ride some single track and. Yeah, days are long, sun's sun's out, weather's getting nicer. Yeah, we got some good stuff ahead of us. Yeah, and then we, this yeah. summer, we're probably gonna do some moto stuff together because we don't film Ross <laughs> No. <laughs>
1: it's fine, it's good. Yeah, yeah it's fun. So any uh,
0: closing words, Roscoe? No. Hey, what do you got going on?
1: Thanks for I don't know. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, geez, appreciate it. Yeah. Love check you. out your YouTube channel. Yeah, check out YouTube channel, Ross uh, Ross XR and on YouTube, Instagram. So Rot Doss
0: or just Ross XR or just Ross XR.
1: I think it's just Ross XR on YouTube. I changed the, the handle now that they have that. So yeah, the support is sick for, for everybody out there. And, uh, without the viewers and subscribers and comments and all that stuff, like we can't do it. So especially me. So I, I appreciate all that. And yeah, thanks for the love. And hopefully if there's any people out there that are interested in what we do on the creative side and stuff. Like maybe there was something of like tangible in this episode. So I hope so. we love talking about it.
0: Yeah. We could go forever, but it would just start going off the rails if we kept going.
1: Yeah. But people listened along. Pretty soon. We're going to talk
0: about like opening a frozen yogurt place. We'll be so off topic. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All else fails. Find Ross and I at the frozen yogurt store (laughs) off of 23rd and second.
1: Yeah. Our coffee shop bar, frozen yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) hangout music venue. Well, thanks Ross. It's always a pleasure,
0: buddy. Um, if you guys are watching on YouTube, we appreciate the comments as always and subscribe for more. I know this channel on YouTube is the same that we upload all of our other videos, all of our webisodes too. So, um, especially today, this is launching early in the morning tonight. If you're listening to this on launch day, is a brand new episode from the boys up in Canada. So that's going to be awesome. And then actually we got so many episodes stockpiled now that we're going weekly on the webisodes for like the next three or four weeks straight here to wrap up the season. So you're going to have weekly content for the next month straight. Um, If you're on Spotify or Apple, thank you for all the five-star reviews. Those help push this a ton. Uh, on Spotify, we actually have like a little Q and a section. Um, and a lot of you guys utilize it, which is fun because it kind of gives us topics to talk about or guests to have on. So if you're on there, leave us a comment. What do you want to see next? Who do you want to see next? Where do you want us to be next? Whatever it may be, but until next time, thanks for listening and we'll catch you in. I don't know when I've been on the road a lot. So we're a little sporadic on the podcast now.
1: Maybe, maybe the next one we do, we do Q and yeah. a, that would be fun.
0: Yeah. guys, Send us questions. Send them our way. Yep. We'll see you later.